Hi, I'm Libby. Hi, I'm Stella. And we're going to be talking about the Scarlet Ibis today. Yes. So, I don't know if you've heard of this story or read it, but we're just going to dive in deep with the story <laughs> and we're just going to talk about what we thought about it. Cause, Give our opinions. Yeah, so like this story for me, I just feel like it made me realize that I can't be so critical. So, with the little backstory, the like there's this boy and he has he's born with these conditions born with his conditions and you know this brother you know isn't too happy with it and you know I always thought that you know you need to be nice or you just you need to respect you need to like this whenever you're in that kind of situation but then it kind of helped me realize you know I haven't I don't have a sibling that has any issues uh, so I just realized that I can't be so critical of us of something I, that I don't know or haven't experienced. Right, because you don't know like what he could be feeling with you know what's going on with Doodle, his little brother, and you know for me I thought the story was really really sad, but it also like taught me I guess if even though like he had to deal with Doodle being different and like him not getting the brother that he always wanted you still have to treat people with respect and there could have been nicer ways for him to interact with his brother but um yeah it was just a sad story and it was just kind of tragic which is what we're going to be talking about today because we will be looking at this story um through the thematic lens of tragedy so with our thematic lens of tragedy we're just going to talk about well first off just the basic like definition of a tragedy which is an event causing great suffering destruction and distress so with that i mean there's not just like one type of tragedy like you can have a mental tragedy there can be all different types it just depends on the situation or the scenario you're in and just i guess how you feel personally about that situation because some people might be like oh this is such a tragedy like it's awful and then other people may just be like something that happens in life and you just move on get over it yeah because like with a we could say like a tragedy that affect like our day-to-day life could be just like a natural disaster like that'd be a tragedy because mm-hmm. you know just cause more pollution like <laughs> literally like um, global warming is a tragedy. I will it say is. that. That, I mean, for me, just thinking about it because of our age, I feel like that's a tragedy for us because it's just going to keep gonna, on getting worse. Yeah. So, like, that'd be a tragedy for, like, our generation. Yeah. But, like, someone else could have a tragedy where it's just something that they can't help, like a mental tragedy. It just kind of happens. Mm-hmm. And, and like, it matters to yeah. them, but not necessarily to other people. Yeah, like, they can seek help from other people, but it really relies on them. Yeah. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about today, just tragedies in the story, the Scarlet Ibis. So we know we already gave you a little background, but it probably wasn't very helpful, so we're going to go again, and it's just going to be a 30-second summary for the both of us, so I'm going to go first, and then Stella's going to go second, and so All right. we're going to start our timer. Ready, Olivia? Ready? ready, set, go. Okay, so there's this brother, and he won't reveal his name because obviously he's ashamed of his actions. Then there's Doodle, and he's born with, like, 
uh, he has, like, birth defect and, like, a bunch of disabilities. And so he's, like, six and, like, can't walk. And his brother is, like, embarrassed of him. And so he's, like, okay, I'm going to teach him how to walk. And it's kind of, you know, hard because his brother literally has disabilities and everything's really tough. But then, you know, he they keep secrets and then Doodle gets obsessed with lying and then Doodle dies because his brother abandons him and uh, his heart gets out. And Okay. Okay, then Stella. Okay. Hope everyone enjoyed that. <laughs> okay. Alright, ready? Okay, so the narrator doesn't have a name, and his little brother is named Doodle. Originally, he's named William Armstrong, but he's just, like, really small, has a bunch of birth defects, so they call him Doodle. And, um, so, like, at the, in the beginning, his brother, like, wants to kill Doodle. He wants to smother him in his sleep with a pillow, but then he's like, no, I can't do that. So then he tries to teach him how to walk, like, mostly for selfish reasons. Um, but then Doodle ends up dying because he abandons him and leaves him alone, and he... Okay. Alright, so <laughs> those are our 30-second summaries. If you kind of now understand the story, because... We'll I mean, talk I about think, it more yeah. and add more detail, but... That's kind of, like, the gist of what happens Yes. Yeah. Alright, so going off our thematic lens of tragedy, the theme that's really based around this story is even though, even through tragedy, we still need to treat people with respect and value the dignity of life. So that's basically saying, you know, even though his brother has a disability and it may be really hard for him at times, he's, his brother is still a human being and he needs to, you know, treat him like he's worth the life he's given and just needs to be there for him as a loving brother. Yeah, because I feel like we really need to emphasize with this story and, you know, value the dignity of life, respect the dignity of life, because his brother first wants to smother him with a pillow. So I think that, That's and I think that we really, you know, just kind of need to look at that, like, when we're talking about this story specifically, because, you know, I read a book like two years ago maybe and it was about this boy and he had some disease I can't remember and his dad uh, was planning on smothering him with a pillow just to end his life because he thought it was so sad but he didn't know because the boy's disability involved him not being able to talk so he didn't have a voice to say like no like I actually want to live dad and it ends off like on a cliffhanger you not knowing if his dad actually ends up killing him and it ends up with him in his room and then his dad with a pillow so you don't know and his dad's like crying so you don't know if he's actually deciding if he's going to kill him or not so I feel like that kind of relates to the story yeah. not because the ending or the fact that his brother wants to smother him with a pillow it isn't like a huge part of the story but I feel like it needs to be decides against it yeah. and he realizes mm-hmm. like he shouldn't do that yeah because I feel like you know, they kind of move on, and that's not how he dies, mm-hmm. but it's, I feel like it it's needs more emphasis. Yeah. that he dies. Yeah. So, now what we're going to talk about is just, we're just going to pick a couple quotes from the story, and we're just going to kind of analyze them. This is going to give you more details on the story, so I hope you're not confused listening to this, what the story is, based on, in the beginning, our little, I mean what I tried to do, giving you a little backstory and then our 30-second summaries. So all this will just give you more detail and then you'll understand why we have our opinions. Yeah, you'll understand how it relates to tragedy. So the first one is, he seemed all head with a tiny body which was red and shriveled like an old man's. 
everybody thought he was going to die. So, along with tragedy, we just kind of see here how I think anyone would think, you know, it's difficult to live with skin that's A, red, and B, shriveled. Because you just need to think of how he's perceived by other people. So you need to think of just how other people, you know, when other people look at him. Like, I know I personally don't like when I know that I was judged or when people judge me. So you obviously have people that will judge him. You also have the, like, he needs extra protection from the sun. So that means, like, hats and, like, more inside time. So, like, he doesn't get that much Mm -hmm. sunlight, I guess, because he needs to stay inside because it, you know, anything can really affect the skin another way. Also, infections. And just getting sick really easily. I just, like, from the very beginning, even from when he was born, people were just doubting him and never really thought that he could actually, you know, be worth something or, you know, do something special with his life because he was just super fragile and he wasn't like other kids and just, he just had tough childhood. Yeah, because we need to think about, like, unique isn't necessarily bad because I don't want to say that he's, like, so different. Yes, he is different, but, like, I guess in a way, you I mean, you could like, say he he's can unique. Talk, like, he, he can yeah. interact with yeah. his family. He just needs special care, kind of, and he does stuff under special circumstances. Yeah, like, we don't know exactly if he could you know dress himself i'm pretty sure he could from mm-hmm. the story they did not mention i had to dress doodle i had to feed doodle so so far like what we know is he could talk he could feed himself he learned to yeah. walk yeah he his brother taught him and he persevered did it and actually learned how to yeah so when everyone's doubting him saying he's gonna die he's gonna be nothing he was capable to do so much it's just that he didn't look like everyone else and he you know or he needed extra help with walking and I don't ever know if he would get to the point of running but he just needed like extra help with that and I mean there's nothing wrong with that but it's a tragedy that a that's his life that he has to you know like someone has to help him to walk but it's also a tragedy that people are just going to judge him because he needs a little extra help and he looks different so this is our second quote also going off of tragedy and it is i wanted a brother but mama crying told me that even if he lived he would never do these things with me he might not be all there so this is just also saying that from the very beginning his doodles family doubted him and what he could do and what his abilities were but they really didn't know that he's not as different as he could be he is actually capable of speaking he learns how to walk he with he with encouragement he can really like do things that are normal yeah because like throughout the story when the brother tries to tell doodle like hey like let's learn to walk let's do this he says Doodle is always like, no, like, mama, the doctors, they told me I can't do it. So he has, he's influenced by these other people telling him he can't do it. Therefore, he, like, if he listened to that forever, he would never do anything. Mm -hmm. So off of, you know, with the tragedy, 
the part of the tragedy is, I mean, you can't get everything, like, you won't get everything that you want, but the tragedy through brother's eyes uh, is that he doesn't have someone to play with, you know, as a child. Like, as a child, like, you want someone to play with. I know, like, I have brother or less than your part. I enjoy, you know, being able to play with him. Yeah. And I know Stella has younger siblings, you know. Mm-hmm. I bet she enjoyed playing with them. Yeah. I know you did. Yep. And, you know, so the tragedy through Bella's eyes is he doesn't have someone to play with. But the tragedy through Mama's eyes and Dad's eyes is they have two sons and one is disabled. That's their tragedy. But then Doodle's tragedy in this quote is he might, you know, as Mom said, he might not even be there. It would be all there. So from that, like, there's about three tragedies just in that quote. There's a lot of tragedies, yeah. Well, I also think, like, Doodle doesn't really get any support from his parents. Like, when he first learns to walk, his mom isn't, like, proud of him, isn't supportive of him. She's just kind of stunned because she never in a million years would have thought that Doodle could have learned to walk. And so I I think that he's just kind of reluctant to do these things and to actually, like, push through and do it because he doesn't feel supported or loved by his family. Yeah, because when, here's a little backstory on uh, more time out when they say, or when Saul just said, like, when Mama learns that he learned how to walk, they decided to keep it a secret until Doodle could, like, fully walk. So when they told um, the parents, they were just so shocked because they had always had the mindset of, he's never going to do anything. And it's... I don't think it's that they just, like, gave up on him. It's just that medically, they were told there's nothing you can do. So they were just like, okay, like, uh, like their dad, like, made a go-kart for him. They made things for him. So they didn't necessarily just, like, give up on him, but they just kind of, you know, they listened to the doctors. So we're going to do another part from the story that we just think you know, has a significance with tragedy, and it is, it was bad enough having an invalid brother, but having one who possibly was not all there was unbearable, so I began to make plans to kill him by smothering him with a pillow. So this is a brother just, this is just a really, like, negative side of his personality, um, and you kind of see how, you know, this is his his tragedy, even though it does sound like he's being selfish because he does have a brother, but you know, you can tell that he really wanted someone to play with. He just wanted, because uh, you know, they live out in the country or they are all like spread out from each other, so it's not like he can go play with friends and you know, his brother can't go to school with him, so he just wants someone to play with and I mean, we know that smothering people with pillows is not okay, but this, but it definitely shows, uh, you know, how much he really wanted a brother, and, you know, smothering people with pillows is a tragedy, because if he actually did that, you know, we could just end the story there, Uh but, like, so smothering pillows, I mean, that's only a tragedy, and it's a tragedy that he would think that it's okay to do that, I think. Like, he definitely overreacts, and his just, like, mental thought press process just isn't really, I guess, moral. And it's just really sad to, like, read that he would ever 
even want to kill his own brother, even if he's, even if his brother isn't the one he wanted or like that he's different, he needs to learn to accept Doodle for who he is and just like know that he can't change the way Doodle is. Yeah, because you can't pick your family members. You really can't pick anything in life. I mean, you're given what you're given, and you have to. I don't want to say just accept that because you can change your life. Like you can't just. I mean. I mean, you can accept, like, what you have and what your life's going to be like, but you can make some positive changes to just, you know, make your life, like, how you want it, but to some extent, you just have to be like, okay, this is, you know, how it's going to be, same with having Doodle for a brother, like, okay, this is my brother, let's be positive, let's encourage him, and let's try to get him to learn how to walk and do this, but instead, he was like, I'm going to kill him because I'm not happy with how this turned out. Okay, so our last quote is, Limply he fell backward onto the earth. He had been bleeding from the mouth, and his neck and the front of his shirt were stained a brilliant red. So this is a very, very tragic part in the story because it's when uh, Doodle dies and um, him and his brother were trying to make it back to his house because there was a storm and Doodle was like falling behind and his brother decided to go ahead and like kind of let him catch up but when Doodle didn't come back brother went back to find him and found that he had died because his heart exploded and um, it's just it really shows you like what one act of kindness can do like if his brother would have gone back and helped him like just maybe like held his hand even and helped him to walk he probably would have been alive yeah so like through the story we have seen a bunch of tragedies like just doodles uh like the circumstances of his life that's just a tragedy because I know we've already talked about that so I don't think I need to repeat myself and go into it but we already know doodles life is a tragedy his brother wanting to smother him with a pillow that's a tragedy yeah just his you know, his parents, you know, just accepting what the doctors have told them, you know, that's also a tragedy. So we've been through this, but, like, this is the ultimate tragedy because it's just, you know, it's the death of Doodle. Like, his brother, like, he heard Doodle. Doodle actually says, brother, don't leave me. And his brother decides, I'm going to keep running, whatever. Save like myself. Yeah. I don't care about my brother. Yeah. And in the story, it says, trees are falling, you know. And, of course, they're just trying to run home because, you know, they had been, they were rowing a boat. Like, his brother really wanted him to walk so he wouldn't, you know, be embarrassed of him anymore. So that's what they were working on, and that's why they were outside. For um, brother's selfish reasons, that's why they were outside. And Doodle said, no, like, I can't do it. Like, so they're all outside because of the brother. And then when they were trying to get home, his brother just left him. And his brother knew that Doodle was not ready to run because throughout the story, uh, right before this part, they're saying Doodle had one bad cold after another. So he knew Doodle was not ready, not even close to 100%. But he was like, no, like, I'm fine. Like, I don't need to go pick him up. I don't need to go, you know, hold his hand like Stella said. Like, you know, whatever. I'm just going to keep running even though Doodle called out for me. So when he went back to go see Doodle, and he saw Doodle just, you know, sitting there by a bush. He was like, come on, Doodle, like, let's go. 
but and you know then he actually like touches him and sees oh he's bleeding yeah. from the mouth oh that's when he realized like, yeah the doodle died and i feel like that's when he realized like everything he's been doing throughout doodle's life has been wrong like the way he's tried to change doodle and the way he's tried to just like make him not an embarrassment is kind of like why he realized like he's been doing everything wrong and since doodle died he finally kind of understands how lucky he was to even have a brother because maybe like his parents wouldn't have had another baby and then he would have never had a sibling or like you know he's just not very grateful for everything he's given yeah and i feel like having doodle as a brother was like a good like life lesson i mean you learn how to be patient how to take care of others but he was like no this is gonna be i'm just embarrassed we're not gonna do anything for him yeah. So when Doodle, you know, like when Doodle died, he was like, oh. What have I done? Yeah, like literally, what have I done? Yeah. Because he knew how Doodle was. He knew he had different skin, like the crevices and all the red, <laughs> like, the, you know, it was irritated skin. He knew he had a weak heart. He knew all this, like all his deformities, whatever. He was, you know. He didn't actually think of it until he saw his brother dead. All he thought about was himself and, like, yeah. saving himself. So I feel like after that, you know, what do you tell your parents? Oh, Doodle just died. Like, he's probably not going to tell them, oh, I left Doodle. No, he's just be like, oh, Doodle's right next to me and he died and we were trying to run from the storm. But, like, that just makes him, makes the situation worse. And it yeah. probably make him feel more guilty. So then, like, later on in life, he's, like, going to feel that guilt and, like, have the weight of actually like being responsible for the death of his brother yeah and I feel like I hope that he you know kind of said oh sorry like I left doodle and you know no one would be happy with him like if I my brother was like that and I decided to leave and I told my parents oh I'm sorry I left my brother and he just his heart gave out and he died they would not be okay I mean they would He's so angry, but, like, I don't feel like I could just hold on to that forever. Like, yes, you have secrets I've kept from when I was, like, seven, and I've kept it. And sometimes I think, should I just say it? Like, I'm not even in trouble like, now. Like, it might just be funny. Yeah. But then sometimes, like, no. So, honestly, I don't even know what I do. I hope that I would do the right thing. But, like, you never know. So, I hope that his brother, you learned. know, you learned. know, learned his learned lesson. Learned. Yeah. And I hope that they gave Doodle a proper burial, too, because that's what he deserves. Yeah. So. so now we're going to do something called four-tiered reading, where we're going to go with what's literally going on here, what's the figurative meaning. We're going to reflect on it personally and then uh, see what it calls us to do. So the quote that we chose is, Even death did not mar its grace, for it lay on the earth like a broken vase of red flowers, and we stood around it, awed by its exotic beauty. So what's literally going on here is the storm has, well, the storm is coming. It's already been there in some parts, and the family sees a dead bird, and Doodle is, like, obsessed with, I don't want to say obsessed with it, but kind of obsessed he with its death. Yeah, he's, it. like, kind of affected. He he's gets pretty, emotion. Yeah, he's pretty affected by it, and he's like, no, like, I want to touch it. I want to bury it, and it. his parents are like, no, like, you don't touch a dead bird. But Doodle's like, no, like, I will take care of it. Uh, and he's, like, trying to say that it's not dead, whereas, but, I mean, what can you really do, you know, when it's Doodle saying that, so. So, literally, or, like, the figurative meaning of this quote is, it's kind of
kind of foreshadowing Doodle's death. Like, you see how he's, like, really emotional about it, and he's almost kind of scared because, you know, earlier in the story, his brother showed him his own coffin that, you know, they made for him when he was little because they all thought he was going to die. So then Doodle kind of, you know, just feels really strongly about giving this bird, like, I guess a proper burial, and he's just kind of obsessed with it in ways that, like, are really sad and just make you think about, you know, this could be Doodle at some point in the story. So, now with reflecting on this quote personally, um, so I'm going to bring up the coffin, which I know you guys are probably confused about because we didn't really mention it, but just really quickly, his brother, for some very weird reason, brought him to see his own coffin and forced him to touch it. Doodle was very, like, sad by this. He was, like, confused, like, why are you making me touch my own coffin? But, you know, he listens to his brother, so he does it. So he's a little scarred by, like, that experience. And, like, he almost becomes obsessed. Well, at one point, he becomes obsessed with lying, but he also becomes obsessed with, like, death at some, like, to some extent. So, like, with reflecting on this personally, like, some people think that I have an obsession with death because I like to read World War II novels. And it's not that I have an obsession with death, it's just I really like history, and I'm more, and I'm, I lean towards reading more, like, sad books, and, you know, some people think that, but it's just, I like what I like, and I guess doodle, because of that experience with the coffin, kind of had, or kind of liked that death, or just was intrigued by it, as I'm intrigued by World War II, even though it's not positive, I still, like, for some reason, just am intrigued by it. Okay, so uh, we're going to reflect on what this quote calls us to do, and um, I guess what it's really calling us to do is, like, bury the dead, because, you know, as Catholics, we believe, like, one of the works of mercy is to bury the dead, and, you know, you see Doodle wanting to give the bird, like, a burial, and just kind of, like, give it meaning and purpose even though it's only a bird he felt a special connection to it and he wanted to make it feel like it was you know important or felt loved so now we're at the end of this podcast and now we're just going to do a blessing so Stella and I have both chosen characters from the story and we're just going to bless them just for our like personal reasons so I chose uh, their father, which we don't really talk about, but in the story, you see him persevere, and with the storm coming, he's really worried about the crops, and the boys kind of see that, and they're like, oh my gosh, like, the storm's coming, our crops, like, the land, like, all this, like, you know, you can tell that they're nervous about just the storm, and then also how they're A, gonna eat, and then B, just gonna like make money because they're not gonna have anything to sell but the father uh in the story it says like he stands tall and he shows the boys that they don't need to be worried that everything will be taken care of and the boys uh get like a sense of like relief from that so I just want to bless him because you know that was a bunch of positivity that the boys really needed um so I would like to bless Doodle first of all he's just like his whole life has been really tough and he's always been very kind and loving and just innocent 
and you know he does kind of get obsessed with lying when he gets old, older but like everyone has flaws and really that's the only one that the narrator tells us about so that you know just makes me feel like doodle didn't deserve what he got and i just want to bless him and his you know everything that he went so we just want to thank you for listening to our podcast on the scarlet ibis yeah we hope that you had fun and i don't know how you'd have fun listening to us talk about tragedy but i hope you found something like fun or like yeah something fun or funny about it so just thank Thank you you. again (laughs)